Welcome back to another episode of Singled Out, a podcast where we discuss the difficulties of being single in the Jewish community, as well as ways of making the most of it. With Pesach literally just around the corner, I wanted to focus a bit on surviving the holidays, which is really just a corny or punny way of saying surviving the holidays. For many of us, the Chagim are a time of getting together with family, extended relatives, sometimes even family friends, and hopefully for most of us, that's time well spent bonding with our loved ones. But even in the best case scenarios where I won't say no drama because every family has stuff, but I'll say where drama is minimal, when you pack in one or sometimes two or more families under one roof for three days back to back, someone's bound to get annoyed at some point. Tell me if this sounds at all like your family. Everyone knows what to bring. I put it all in the evite. I wonder if I should have sent a third email reminding everybody what to bring. All right, I've got five different types of pie. You do not bring up the election. We are family, we love each other. Nobody cares that you're a libertarian. Don't even worry guys, I got like four tests before I came. Are we doing shields or no shields? Okay, so even if even if that didn't necessarily resonate, I hope it gave you a good laugh because it definitely did that for me. But yes, families can be complicated. They can be awesome and amazing, but we can definitely get on each other's nerves. And then also to give voice to the singlehood dynamic, when your relatives come over, with their families and spouses and children especially if you don't necessarily have another single relative or cousin or sibling to kind of lean on as well being surrounded by other people and their extended families when you yourself are not in that stage of life can definitely be a sensitive and tricky time to navigate now it's always a little bit harder when you're dealing with other people in the mix because there's always going to be things that you can't change based on your dynamic and we'll get to that in a little bit but these are the top five things that I thought would be helpful to put together in terms of navigating that family time over the holidays and not just about how to make that time which can already be difficult better but actually also more enjoyable so hope you guys enjoy them find them helpful and without further ado we'll start Okay, so number one, know the players and accept the players. This is actually inspired by another person's podcast named Kara Lowenthal, who's a lawyer and now a life coach who spoke about this on her podcast as well years ago and I thought was really applicable. She makes a really good point of saying that we tend to always act surprised when people that we know best do exactly what they always do. So for example, when we are shocked or insulted or disappointed, that a family member or sometimes even a friend will make a comment that we know they always make or do something that we know they always tend to do. And what I love about what Kara suggests is rather than spending energy beforehand worrying about will they, won't they, just accept that they will because they always have and what you can do about it will really make all the difference. So in the best case scenario, talk it out. So just use an example. If you already know that you and a sibling of yours tend to get in really heated debates about politics. So what I would suggest is maybe beforehand calling them up and just mentioning to them, you know, I know that this tends to be something that's brought up. Maybe we can make an agreement just in terms of shalom bite and to make sure that things are going to be okay. Let's not bring it up this time. Or if there's a specific action that you know someone in your family does that either hurts your feelings or you know just rubs you the wrong way, educate them about it. More often than not, you'll be surprised that sometimes people just really don't know what it is that they're doing actually bothers you because we don't tell them. So in the best case scenario, mention to them and hopefully you can avoid it that way. However, some family dynamics are so special <laughs> that we know that's never gonna actually work. So what you can do on your end 
is just try and prepare in advance how you'll respond when they will do exactly what we know they will do, which might sound a little bit strange or funny, but if you know that a relative makes a certain comment or does a certain action, which you find irritating and sensitive or annoying or fill in the blank to whatever it is for you. So prepare in advance and think to yourself, okay, when they make this comment, what can I do or say to alleviate that uncomfortability? Can I maybe get up from the table at that point? Can I have a different talking point to segue into after that? Anything that you think will alleviate the discomfort that you'll feel when that thing is done, which you know bothers you. Kara also mentions that having a planned response will get rid of the shock factor that we usually feel when someone does something to bother us because we've already prepared to see it coming. And so it's gonna have a lot less of a recoil effect on us personally also. So to wrap up number one, know the player know what it is that they're going to do that bothers you prepare for that to happen and accept them accept that it likely will come up and if you can plan your response beforehand you'll be much better off okay number two find something to get excited about doing things that you know are going to make you happy or help you feel more invested in the holiday before it actually comes so for each person that's going to be a little bit different it could be buying something new for yourself that you know you'll look and feel great in. My brother gets very into his suits and what he calls his happy socks. So whether you're a guy or a girl, maybe treating yourself to something new is a nice way to go about this. It could be pampering yourself a bit beforehand, getting your nails done or getting a blowout. For those culinary creatives, maybe it's trying out new recipes for your family to enjoy. It might be learning something inspirational that will help you feel uplifted and will also be really nice to share with others at the table. For me personally, I always admire people who get super into their interior decor for Chagim and create such really fun festive vibes. I was actually recently inspired by Chef Chaya who just her decorations for her tables are beautiful and so elaborate. And so I actually spent some money in buying some of my own holiday decorations this year to kind of decorate the table for the Seder. But again, really, this is totally your call. So whatever you find is creative and fun for you that'll help you feel invested and look forward to the holiday will help enhance it that much more when it actually comes. Number three, have an escape. So obviously during COVID times, this might be a little bit more difficult depending on your circumstances, where you are. But if the weather's nice, take a walk. Also going to shul is a huge help with this. Besides just from being a really nice way to spiritually connect during the Chagim, it also gives an opportunity to break up the day a bit and get you out of the house. It's going to provide that positive and also productive structure to give you a place to go to to also see new people people that you haven't been spending the last 24 to 48 hours with, which during a three-day Chag is something to think about. Another great escape is friends. If you have friends that live in the area or not too far from you, plan with them a time to meet up during the Chagim. You can even socially distance, especially if the weather's nice, but getting to hang out and meet up with friends is also a great way to enhance the Chag. I'll also add that it's important to give yourself breaks in your house as well. It's not always easy to be able to leave the house, especially sometimes when you really need to, but if at any point you feel like things are getting to be a little bit much or overwhelming so take a bathroom break go up to your room move to the couch if you feel like you need some space grant yourself that space number four grab a book one of the beautiful things about Chag is that it gives us time time with others time also with ourselves it's like a built-in pause button on our daily lives allowing us to turn our attention to things that we don't always have time or energy for during the busy weekday schedule especially in the spring and summer jewish holidays when the days are much longer a great way to fill that time is through reading 
I personally love reading and learning, so this one's like a must for me. But having some great reading material really enhances my Shabbat and Chag. Whether it's a safer, a book that's been on your must-read list for a while, even a magazine, really whatever you find intellectually stimulating, engaging, fun, relaxing. Reading and learning can really give us that time with ourselves that we don't always get during the week to be thinking about or reflecting about ideas bigger than ourselves. So I definitely recommend this one. And if you're thinking, well, I do love reading, but I don't even know what book to start with, I got you. I started serving you guys a few weeks ago to see what books you guys recommended. What I got in response is actually a really nice variety of topics and genres of both Sfarim and books. So if you're looking for some ideas, feel free to check out my post on this to get some ideas of what you might want to add to your reading list. And last but not least, number five, quick pick-me-ups. So when all else fails, you can always turn to So I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of really not with this one. (laughs) Sometimes being with family, you just need to have a drink. Having something yummy and tasty and to also numb out a bit of the crazy or even just to get everyone to chill out and loosen up a bit is definitely helpful and invited. But obviously finding kosher for Pesach drink ideas is not as simple. So I'll definitely post a link to the ones that I found in the show notes below. And a cookbook that I've been using recently is the Perfect for Pesach cookbook by Naomi Nachman that has a bunch of really cool and fun creative dessert ideas. So I would definitely recommend that as a good purchase. So there you guys go. Five helpful ways to survive the holidays with family. If you're interested in checking out the specifics of anything that I mentioned here, again, feel free to check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at singledout613. Please feel free to also message me with anything that you found was helpful or even amongst the list of things that I found. If you found specific recipes or books that you enjoyed, I would love to hear them. So feel free to message me as well on there. I want to end by wishing you guys a Chag Kashavar Sameach. I think it's really crazy when we stop to reflect that it's already been over a year since COVID started and how much things have changed. And especially to take pause that a lot of us were not able to spend the Chag just a year ago the way that we normally do. We weren't able to be with our family and family friends and distant relatives the way that we're used to because the pandemic caused us to have to be spread apart. And so if that's changed at all for you this year and this year you can be with your loved ones and resume your normal family traditions, I think that's something to be mindful of and just kind of stop and give Hakart a tov to and be grateful for, especially as our families are driving us insane. Just to stop and take a minute and remember it could always be worse. We could not be together. So with that, Chag Sameach, thank you guys again for listening and stay tuned until next time. 